My name is Rob Hummel. I want to tell you a little story of why we love the kids' ministry here at Hilton Island Community Church. So here's my story. We just got done having our baby, Robbie Lola, and we had decided that I was gonna take the boys home and Nana was gonna stay with Jen. So I'm super nervous about this. I never had an opportunity to stay by myself with the boys. So I get them home and we're running late and I throw them in their jammies and there's no baths, there's no reading books, there's no rocking, there's just Rocco crying down his crib. We put him down, he cries for like five minutes and he goes to sleep. And then it's RD's turn and I'm super nervous because they're sharing a room and I don't want them to stay up all night. So I broke her deal. I said, RD, if you stay up a little later tonight, if you want to stay up a little later tonight, you have to sleep with daddy in daddy's bed and we'll do some popcorn before. And he's excited. So we do popcorn and we get into bed and now he wants to watch TV. And I said, no, RD, we can't watch TV. It's too late. It's too late. So he pitches his fit, a typical two, three-year-old fit. And he's screaming for 20 minutes and I'm furious. And I, I'm just, I don't know what to do. And I just roll my, roll over, I have my back to him. And I'm on Facebook and checking emails. And I'm just hoping this kid goes to sleep. And all of a sudden he calms down. And as I'm playing around, I hear him talking. So I put my phone down and I lean my head back over. And I hear him and he says at the very end, thank you, Jesus, amen. And I said, buddy, did you just, say your prayers he says yeah daddy and immediately a tear came down my eye now he'd said his prayers with his mom before but never with me and god knows ever by himself so it was a super important moment for us and i just want to say that i want to thank his mom and the hilton island community church community and todd and cynthia and summer and coop and all the volunteers for everything that they do here at hilton island community church because of you all Jesus is alive in a three-year-old's body and mind. And we just wanted to say on behalf of Jen and I to thank you and God bless you and everyone here. I love Rob's story, and I love the way he tells that story. And we start today with a brand new series that we've entitled, Monday is Coming. Now, when I say that phrase, how many of you start breaking out in a cold sweat? Monday is coming. All right, yeah. So some of you um, like probably look a little bit like this right here, like this cat that we're going to throw up here. You guys look like that, all right? Like, this is your approach to Monday's coming, right? And uh, so sometimes we have the, that same kind of fear that Rob talked about and putting his kids to bed and, and doing this while, you know, Jen is, is having little Robbie. And, uh, man, um, we all can have a lot of fear when we think about Monday because we often, those of you who are still working, we leave work on Friday and we head into the weekend. And for a little while, all of our problems go away. But they don't really go away because... Say it with me. Monday is coming, all right? And so in this series, our prayer and my hope and what we've been praying about is, is that you and I would be able to spiritually in, in really the, the kind of the deepest part of who we are really connect with God so that the, the, throughout the week, throughout the, all of the week, from Monday all the way through, we're ready to face whatever comes our way. And so that's what this series is all about. That's what this series is really going to be doing. It's going to be, be helping us to be prepared 
for when Monday comes. Um, for those of you I don't know, my name's Todd, and uh, I'm the lead pastor. I know I introduced myself earlier, but I have a special guest up here, and I'm going to be having special guests with me all throughout this month. But um, I wanted to introduce, and many of you know and love, our kids director. This is Summer Dempster, everybody. Hello. So there was not a seat open in the first service. So I guess they thought that the Super Bowl started at noon, right? Okay, so anyway, they were six hours off. So you guys are the lucky ones, all right? So, and I happen to be a diehard Falcons fan, so it won't be a long service, all right? So anyway, all right. Oh, wow, I got some booze there. Hey, <laughs> um, Summer says to me as we're about ready to get up here um, before the first service, she says, all of Hilton Head showed up the day I have to be on stage. So it's anyway. scary. <laughs> but she is doing a great job, and I'm really glad that we have Summer Dempster as our kids director. She does an amazing job, and we're really privileged as a church to have her. So thank you, Summer. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to uh, really talk with you guys about this throughout um, this series, this whole idea of Monday is coming. And, you know, I want to begin with the idea of having a plan. Um, you know, we head into the week and we head into our lives, and as we talked about even in our last series um, on wisdom, so often part of the reason that we get off track in our lives is because we, we fail to have a plan. Um, I, I grew up in a home um, with a, uh, my dad was a, a salesman. He, he sold, he sold uh, business equipment. Uh, he did that all of his life. He worked for the same company for 33 years. And I tell people that I was born in Florida and that we moved to Atlanta when I was about six years old. And then we moved back to Florida and then we moved back to Atlanta. And most people say, well, your dad was in the military. And they're, you know, not exactly right about that at all. Um, but he was in sales and we moved around a lot. And I remember every Sunday because my dad would say, hey, kids, I'm sorry that I'm always kind of grumpy on Sunday. I'm getting ready for the week. And we would go to church, and then we would come home from church. We'd probably watch football. And uh, then um, he would break out the card table, and he would spread all of his stuff out in the living room on the card table. Drove my mom nuts. I do the same thing. It drives Cynthia nuts. I don't understand why, but that's okay. So anyway, I'm just kidding. It, I know why it drives you nuts. But um, he would drag all this stuff out, and I watched my dad every Sunday night. And what he would do for the next few hours is he would plan for the week. He would get ready for the week. And he would make sure that as he entered the week, as he entered Monday, that he was ready in terms of his business. He'd get the financials out, and he'd look at that. He'd look at what his week looked like. He'd look at the sales call, what city he was going to be in, and he would plan out what he was going to do in that week. And then he'd look out further and further and further. And part of the reason my dad was successful in his business is because he had a plan. He had a game plan. And, you know, I think that sometimes so, so many of us just kind of like run into Sunday or, excuse me, run into Monday like we run into a brick wall. We don't have a plan. We don't really even have a purpose. And so that's what today is all about. It's all about having a plan. And we're going to center our time today around the fact that we have to have a plan, not just for ourselves, but for those around us. And in fact, um, it's interesting, um, uh, the, the Bible really speaks of this idea that you and I, we have a responsibility to the spiritual development of our children. And, and we're going to make that statement right up front because that statement is far-reaching. In fact, after the first service, you know who I had coming up to me most of, it wasn't parents, most of the people who came up to me afterwards to talk to me about this summer were grandparents. 
because we all have a responsibility, if we're Christ followers, to the spiritual development of our children. And I think that kind of uh, makes itself known with parents and those who serve as parents, but it also makes itself known to us as a church. And so you and I, we really have this idea of having uh, to have a spiritual plan for our family so that we don't enter the week with this fear and dread that Monday's coming. And the Bible speaks of this in Proverbs uh, chapter 22 that we have to plan. And that planning really isn't for just us, it's for all of us. T- tell us a little bit about that, Summer. Um, Proverbs 22.6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. It is our job as parents, guardians, the church, to instill the love of Jesus in our children. Mm-hmm. They, as long as we do it from birth up until high school, we need to put those you know, great people in their lives, give them the tools. Once they become adults, then it is their responsibility to continue their relationship with Jesus. But our responsibility as caregivers and the church is to train them while they are young. And I think that's so true to kind of get that concept. And what I see often as a pastor is I see parents that like really don't have a game plan for their kids spiritually. And then when they're older and they, they may have a rebellious period of time and they run from the Lord, then all of a sudden they want to develop a game plan. And by that time, um, really our, our time is gone. Um, our time is gone. It's important for us, whether you're a parent or you serve in the role of a parent, maybe you're a grandparent, an aunt or uncle, or maybe you're a guardian, and, and you have the responsibility for a child. Well, we put so many things in their life to train them for success. We train them, we raise them up for, to, to have academic su- success. We, we raise them up to have athletic success. We train them in so many different ways. But I find so often that even good, solid Christian parents don't have really a game plan or a way um, for their kids to grow in their faith walk. And I think the Bible has so much to say about us having a plan. Um, you know, I think that we all, whether you were raised in a really solid home or maybe you were raised in a home where you didn't have much oversight, like you were kind of on your own, um, but you, you had someone influencing, it was adult, you had someone influencing your life. And, and I bet if we were to, to hand this microphone around the room, which we're not going to do, Donahue style, and we were to ask, do you have, some of you got that if you're ever 25 or 30, if you're under that, sorry about that. Okay, old reference. Anyway, um, if we were to do that and we were to ask you the question, what from your childhood, what lesson from your childhood stayed with you? I bet each one of you would be able to kind of like summarize in a sentence or two what stayed with you. I'll tell you what stayed with me. Um, outside of the fact that um, church and and our relationship with God was important. That was something that was really kind of galvanized by my mom and dad, especially my mom. She did a great job with that. But, man, my parents were great at at, um, teaching us how to treat people with kindness and respect. That was something that my parents really did an amazing job. My dad taught me how to play golf. He missed on that one, okay? It's just the facts, all right? He, He also taught me how to shake someone's hand. He taught me how to be a hard worker. And so there are things in my life that stayed with me throughout my life. And I wonder, parents and those of you who are grandparents, and really all of us who have influence on kids, as we raise our kids and get them ready for life, what are we teaching them? What lesson are we teaching them that's going to stay with them? 
And I think far too often we really forget to have a plan for our kids. Deuteronomy kind of like echoes what Proverbs says. Deuteronomy, check this out from Deuteronomy chapter 6. He says this, and I want you to, want you to observe the transition here. In this, I think it's so important in this passage to see how he transitions, the writer here. He says, hear this, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And he says in verse 5, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. Now, we get to that point in this passage, and everything that he's instructed us is personal. Am I right? It's like personal for us. You, your, you, your, you, your. And then all of a sudden, in verse 7, the writer begins to transition. And he says this, you shall teach them diligently to your children. All these commands, all these rules, all these laws, the ways of the Lord. And shall talk of them whenever you sit in your house and whenever you walk by the house. And when you lie down, I love that from Rob, when he, when he lied down. And when you rise, you shall bind them as a sign on your hands and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. And I think for us, we have a great opportunity with our lives and that's time. Talk a little bit about time, Summer. Time is one of the greatest resources that we have with our kids. Um, we often say time is money, but from a spiritual perspective, time is opportunity. There is a common misconception that we can bring our kids to church, drop them off on island kids, and they are going to get everything that they need. <laughs> well, that's a great idea, but... <laughs> The average church only has 40 hours in a given year to influence the life of a child. Parents average 3,000 years, 3,000 hours, sorry. Whoa, 3,000 years. 3,000 hours per year to influence a child. We have 40 here. You have 3,000. We need to work together to grow that spiritual development of the children together. And so I think one of the, the, the kind of the, the lasting lesson for us as parents, those of you who are parents or serve in the role as parents, is, is this. Um, we, we are responsible as a church to come alongside of you and help you with your kids' spiritual development, to help them with the, the I have the dread that Monday's coming and be able to be rock solid in their faith so they can handle the things of life. But here's my challenge to you is this. Resist the idea that church is the sole source of spiritual development and embrace the idea that the spiritual development of our children is a, I want you to say this with me, a what? Partnership between parents and the church. It's the old adage, it takes a village. And you're a part of that, and we are a part of that as a church. And so let's take a look this morning about how we can do that and how we can best do that. How can parents, let's start with parents, and those of you who serve in the role of parents, how can parents make the most of every opportunity we have? Summer just talked a little bit about time. How can we make the most of every opportunity? Well, I think it begins with having a plan. I want you to hear this today. Having a plan for your own spiritual growth and development. A few years ago, Cynthia and I were talking. Now, let me just say this. In our family, I am not the planner, okay? She's shaking her head way too much. Anyway, I'm not the planner. She's the planner. And so we had a conversation a few years ago about this spiritual plan for our kids. And I was like, well, 
we're doing that. Aren't we doing that? We're really not doing that. And all of a sudden, as time went on, probably days and weeks, to be honest with you, I realized she was right. We didn't have a plan for our kids spiritually. And so um, I really, as a pastor and as a dad, I really began to be convicted about that. And so last year, um, we bought a a devotional that I began to do with Sean um, at night before bedtime. Now, over the past year, and we bought one at the beginning of this year too, I've not been perfect. I don't do it every single night. But I got to tell you, um, he began to get used to it. And he began to expect it. And on the nights that I was tired and I just wanted to put him in bed and go to bed, he'd say, Dad, what about the devotional? And I got to tell you, here's what I want you to hear today, is, is that that time with him, I hope and I pray it was rich for him, but I got to tell you, it was so incredibly rich for me. Like, I'd be reading these devotionals with him, and you know, I've already had my devotional this morning, or maybe I didn't, or whatever the case may be, and I'm reading this. And he's there, and he's laughing and, and smiling and getting it. And I'm crying because the Holy Spirit's convicting me about something from a kid's devotional. And I got to tell you that um, our ability to lead our children as a church and as parents and as adults spiritually really begins with our level of spiritual development as well. You know how when you go on the airplane... And, and the, the um, person there that's the, you know, the, the a flight attendant, they'll get up and they'll give the speech about if we're in an emergency and, like, nobody's ever listening at all, at all to them. Sorry if you're a flight attendant. It's the truth. We really don't listen anymore. But anyway, and what they say, if I remember correctly, is they say, if, you're, if we're in an emergency, the airbag's going to come down. And what do they tell you to do? They tell you to put it on the person next to you first? No. They tell you to put yours on first. And you see, that's why it's so important for us to have a plan for our families and our church spiritually. Because if we have a plan for our families and our church spiritually, then we are going to be, we're going to have a plan as a byproduct of that for ourselves spiritually. And that includes personal quiet time, groups. You already heard a little bit about groups. You're going to be hearing about that in two weeks from Mindy uh, Hopman um, uh, service. And then church attendance. And one of the kind of the, the mottos that we've had over the past year is if you're here in town, be here in church. If you're here in town, be here in church. And so really, it really, our ability to lead our kids spiritually depends on where we are spiritually and, and ensuring that that happens. Think about a cup, and as you're pouring into your spiritual life and keep pouring and pouring and pouring, it starts overflowing. When it's overflowing, you are more than equipped to start leading the spiritual development of these kids. Time, again, is our greatest asset, and the thing that we should think about the most is when we're growing that spiritual development is there are four different times throughout the day that everyone has with their kids. Meal time, because everybody has to eat. (laughs) Drive time, because someone is always going somewhere. Bedtime, because everyone has to sleep. And morning time, because we all get up. (laughs) One thing that I have that you can use is called the Parent Queue. The Parent Queue is an app that you can download to your device, and it um, sets you up for success for those four times. It gives you Bible stories. It gives you access to parent blogs. It gives you activities to do with your kids throughout the week. What your kids are learning in Island Kids right now is on the parent queue. Mm. The Bible stories that they are watching back in the marsh under the sea and at night 
it's on the parent queue. If you have a kid in the marsh and you've heard of Ollie, you can watch Ollie at home. Um, when you think about those four times, think about your meal time as when you become a teacher. This is when you can have the most in-depth conversations. You can instill those values in your kids. Drive time, think about becoming their friend. That's when you're like, how was your day? What, what happened? What was great? What was bad? Bedtime or cuddle time, because I have a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, become the counselor. Those are when you're going to have the more intimate conversations. Maybe it's not something that they want to share with everyone in the family, just, you know, one-on-one. And morning time, take the role as a coach. That's when you're going to give those encouraging words to the, throughout the day. You know, you've got this. You can make it. And the last one, church. If you are here, be here. You know, I think that if we take seriously the development of our kids spiritually – um, as they get older, Monday is coming is not going to be such a great fear for them. It's not going to have that dread. Um, I, I counsel with a lot of people whose kids go, go wayward. And I, I got to tell you that so many times the ones that took with a humble heart, not with, not with pride um, about knowledge, but with a humble heart, those that took seriously in some form or fashion the spiritual development of their children, even if they went wayward, they came back to the Lord as time goes on. And, and they will tell you that it was those times that they spent in the morning over a meal while they're driving that made the, the, the biggest difference in the life of their kids, even in adulthood, even during those times. But we have to have a plan. How can we as parents make the most of every opportunity? Have a plan. Have a plan for our spiritual lives. Have a plan for their spiritual life. But the church plays a part. Because this is a partnership, right? So the church plays a huge part. So let's talk a little bit about that. How can the church make the most of every opportunity that we have? Those 40 hours in the life of a child that we have to pour into them. How can we make the most of that opportunity? Summer, help answer that question. By serving. (laughs) Shameless plug right here, okay? Let's just admit it. All right, go ahead. All right, you can say yes to laughter, adventure, messy questions in the future. From changing diapers to goldfish to stickers to glue sticks to dancing, dodgeball, building community, and instilling that love for Jesus, we have a spot for you. (laughs) I believe it's important for everyone to pour into our kids at Hilton Head Island Mm. Community Church. Now, some of you are going to say, I'm not good with kids. Guess what? I have a spot for you. Two sweet men come to mind. One is Mr. Phil Thayer. He is our resident painter. I can call him and be like, help, I need a room painted. And he is here. Another one is Mr. Ed Callahan. He comes to me every single week and says, Summer, do you have a list for me? He changes light bulbs. He glues the plastic back on the walls where kids knock them off. He is willing to do anything back in our kids' ministry. Parents, we need you. We need you one time, one service, once a month to help pour into the lives of not just your child, but all of the kids that attend Hilton Head Island Community Church. Mm. Each week, it takes 18 volunteers to fully staff. Mm. Guess what? We are growing by leaps and bounds. So that number is only going to go up. We... Well, my daughter's back there now, so it's a little bit different. (laughs) 
I, I do do have, we need two on one for that one? Is that what we need? Okay. Maybe. No. But it, it just means a lot. I would be honored to have you serve alongside mm. of me. Yeah. yeah. Helping these kids love Jesus. Mm. That's awesome. That's awesome. I think it would be great if we as a church, if we answer that question, how can, how can the church, how can we as a church make the most of every opportunity? It's, it really has to do with us all asking the question, what can I do? to influence the spiritual development of the, ch of the children at Hilton Head Island Community Church. For some of you, that might be grabbing a paintbrush. For others, it might be helping change a diaper. For some of you, it may be teaching them the truths of God's word in a relevant way, and we have great curriculum, um, and, and we can help you with that. Um, you, you don't have to be a scholar. I remember one time in our own home, we were trying to do something over morning time, and I was in seminary, and we got a Bible out, and I started teaching about Moses, and I went into this long, like, ordeal about Moses and the meaning of all this stuff in the Jewish culture, and my kids looked at me like, what are you talking about? And, and I realized in that moment that they don't need all of that. You know what they need? They need my heart. They want to hear what God is doing in my life. And they want to hear what God is doing in your life. And if that means that you can help by painting or if that means you can help by teaching, I think if we all ask that question, what can I do to influence the spiritual development of the children at Hilton Head Island Community Church? If we begin to ask that question, we've come a long way in making a difference in the lives of our kids so they won't dread Monday's coming when they grow up. Listen, the plan for the spiritual development of our children is truly a partnership between parents and kids. And everything that you see, if you're a parent in here, from that parent cue to what they're learning back there is truly a partnership. In fact, the curriculum that we use uh, from really birth on through uh, fifth grade is called Orange. And Orange is really a, a combination of uh, parents being red and the church being yellow. And you combine them and you get orange. And so it's a partnership between us as a church and you as a parent. And i got to tell you, because we've been intentional as a church... My daughter's sitting right down here, and I won't embarrass you, Sydney. But she and Sean, who, by the way, turns 10 today on Super Bowl Sunday, he's running around in a Julio Jones uh, uh, shirt. So anyway, he hopefully he'll have a good birthday. Okay. So anyway, um, he and Sydney accepted Jesus as their Savior in our kids' ministry, and I—they're not perfect. But I'm so glad for our kids' ministry because it's changed my family's life. I really am. It's changed my family's life. And I'm thankful for all of you who already serve. But we need your help. Parents, we want to come along and partner with you. Church, we need to do this together. Here's the bottom line this morning. Having a spiritual plan for the family, for your family, the other six days is vital to not dreading the, that Monday's coming every week. I promise you, if you and I as parents, if we as people would get on that mission. It'll change us as a church. It'll change everything as a church. Today, if you're here and you want to connect with Summer, if you want to find out uh, how to be one of those 18 every week, and right now, just to be frank, we don't have enough people helping. If you want to help and you feel like you're gifted in any way to help Summer and her ministry, we want to um, really encourage you to, to fill out the connection card that you all received when you came in in the worship folder. There's actually a place. In fact, each and every week, of course, over the course of the next four weeks, there's a place where it says Monday's coming on the back of that for you to respond. And if you're interested in helping out today, if you have a heart for kids, 
I want to encourage you to let us know about it, to let Summer know about it. Let Summer know how you can help and be a part of us partnering together for the good of the gospel, for the good of seeing these kids come to faith in Jesus. The reason that you heard from Rob this morning is because if we collectively are doing this, families and the church, you're going to hear more stories like you just heard from Rob. You're going to hear more stories of our church family and the spiritual growth that happens because our kids are growing in their faith walk. And it's not just reserved for parents. It's not just reserved for kids. This is something that we as a church collectively work together for that purpose. Would you pray with me this morning? Father God, thank you so much for what you're doing in the life of Hilton Head Island Community Church. God, I thank you for our, our kids' ministry, for Island Kids, for Ignite, for all those rooms where we see all of those kids who are back there even right now um, learning about you and learning about why you came to this earth and why you decided to redeem humanity, why you sent your son to die on the cross. God, I thank you so much for a church that cares. And God, as we wake up every single Monday, every seven days of all of our lives, God, I pray that you would help us to realize that partnering together with families will help Monday's coming be a better day. We'll help the thought of Monday coming be a better thought. God, I pray that you would help us to be so anchored to you. Adults, families, kids alike, God, that we would no longer dread that Monday's coming. That we'd be so rooted to you that when the trials of the week come, we're firm in our faith. We're rock solid of where we are with you, God. I thank you for all of our leaders and volunteers who serve in our kids' ministry, and I pray your blessing on them. And I pray your blessing on all of our parents and grandparents and those who are in this room who will one day serve in the role of a parent and who may right now, even though they may not be parents, are serving in that role. I pray that you would help them in their faith walk, and I pray that it's an overflow with those they influence. And I pray that you would guide us and direct us in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen.